You are listening to LDS and Loving Life, Episode 9, Fact or Story. Are you a member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and sometimes feel overburdened, discouraged, and generally not as happy as you'd like to be? If so, welcome. I'm Jordana Thiessen. I am a lifelong member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and a certified life coach. I am here to help you use the gospel in the way that I believe it is meant to be used, to bring you joy. Let go of limiting beliefs that bring you down, and welcome empowering beliefs that lift you up. I'm so excited you're here. It was a cold, dark night. All the world was in turmoil. She had never experienced such blatant and disrespectful acts of insensitivity as she had this dismal day. If only there was some escape, some way to leave these troubles behind and find peace both in the world and in her heart. But she knew there was no hope. There was nothing she could do. This was her life and she had to learn to endure the hostility. What I just shared with you was a story. I just made it up. It's not about anyone or anything in particular. But were you a little bit drawn in by it? Were you picturing in your head a really dark night? Something really, really bad happening? Probably. Because I specifically chose words that I hoped would bring up that kind of imagery. Now, what if I was to tell you it was five degrees Celsius, it was the night of the new moon, and there were clouds covering the skies. Her mother-in-law had said, I think your son would eat his vegetables if you insisted he eat them in order to have dessert. Her husband had watched the football game with his dad and brothers, even after she told him, I think you should take the kids outside for a walk. Her sister-in-law did not say anything about her new haircut. Now, which one of those was more interesting to listen to? I think the first one was. But which one told you more truthfully what had happened to the woman in the story? The second one. The first one was, was the woman's interpretation of the facts that had happened to her. Now... Whether or not you think that you're a good storyteller or a good writer, I've got news for you. You are a fantastic storyteller. Do you want to know why I know this? Because you don't talk in facts. You don't go around telling people emotionlessly what you did, what your husband did, what your friends did, what your parents did, what the weather is. You tell people your interpretation of it. You tell them about how terrible something is or how wonderful something is, how happy something makes you or how angry something makes you. When we have experiences in our lives, our brains make interpretations of them. And so in the self-coaching model, at the top we have this circumstance and the second line is a thought. And so just another way of looking at that is we have facts, going on in our lives and then we create stories about those facts so facts are circumstances stories are thoughts and I love this idea of looking at our thoughts as stories 
Because if you stop and think about it, it's totally a story. I was just listening to a talk that um, was one of the suggested things in the Come Follow Me study for this week. And they talked in this talk about Joseph who was sold into Egypt. And I just thought to myself, you know, that's interesting that that's how we identify that Joseph. Joseph, who was sold into Egypt. Now that's a fact. He was. His brothers sold him as a slave and he went to Egypt. But it's also just as accurate to tell the story. Joseph, who was led by the Lord to Egypt to save his family. Isn't that a totally different spin? The same things happened, but you can tell the story of Joseph who had all of these terrible things happen to him, or Joseph who was led by the Lord and prepared to save his family. In our lives, we have that same opportunity. We have these circumstances that come to us. We have facts that are happening And we can look at those facts in an endless number of ways. We can look at it as dreadful and terrible and there's no way out. We can look at it as whatever, I don't really care. We can look at it as this is incredible, amazing, the best thing that has ever happened to me, right? There's there's not just one way of looking at something. There's not just two ways or three ways. There are literally as many people as there are in the world, that many ways of looking at a situation. But why does this matter? Why is it important? When when you want to start taking more control or proactive steps in, in bettering your life, in improving yourself, it is so important to be able to develop the skill of recognizing if something is a fact or if something is a story. Because when we are able to see clearly that something is a fact and that we are believing a story that's keeping us stuck, then we have the opportunity to look at the facts with a new perspective and to find something that is more true or equally as true or at the very least has the possibility of being true. So I just want to put a disclaimer out there as I don't think it's a good idea and quite frankly difficult most of the time to just force yourself to believe something new. Because even though a story isn't hard, fast fact, when you are believing it, it feels true. Even when you know that it is a story, it just feels true. And so you act on it, right? This is why thought is followed by feeling, because our thoughts are what we are really believing, and so we act on them. And so when we take the time to just learn how to be okay with what I'm believing, what my story is, is okay. There's nothing wrong with me for having this story. We are able to to stop judging us, judging ourselves for it, and to learn from it. And so it's really important to be able to recognize what are the facts? What are the things that are true? So 
Um, I mean, there's an endless array of examples. It could be something as simple as, okay, that little example of, of the story, right? That she had never experienced anything so disrespectful. And it's her mother-in-law saying, I think that your son would eat his vegetables if you made him eat them before eating dessert, right? For some people, maybe that does feel like the most disrespectful thing. And for someone else, that might be, oh, I hadn't thought of that, mother-in-law. Thanks. Or, mm, actually, I disagree with that. So thanks for offering, but I'm going to do my own thing and kind of, you know, not be bothered by it at all. And so when you are looking at the facts in your life, or, you know, you're probably going to look at the story first and trying to figure out the facts. A really good way of helping you to determine, is this true or is it my story, is to ask, what might someone else think about this? If you're looking at an example with you and another person, what might that other person be thinking? Maybe someone honks their horn at you when you're driving and your first thought is, oh, what a jerk. What if you asked yourself, what might they be thinking? Oh, for all I know, maybe they're rushing to the hospital because their child was in an accident. Or maybe that person is really impatient. They have nothing better to do with their time than to honk at people driving who are going the speed limit, right? We can look at a circumstance and have an endless array of possibilities of things to think. And so when you recognize, oh, there is another way of looking at this, that means this is a story. Facts are always going to be neutral. Even if it feels at first like there is no way that it is neutral. And by neutral, I mean it is a thing that happened it just happened. It just happens that sometimes you toboggan down a hill and your child flies off the toboggan and breaks their collarbone. True story. That's a thing that happened last winter for us. <laughs> it's a true thing that people say words to us. It's a true thing that the thermometer level changes, that the weather changes. It's a true thing that people get fired from their jobs. It's a true thing that people break up. It's a true thing that children don't follow instructions from parents, right? It's a true thing that words are spoken at general conference. It's a true thing that cars break down, right? No matter what it is. And so when you're able to separate this is the fact, this is the thing that actually happened from this is the story that I'm creating about this fact, then that's the very first step in being able to change it. But the second step is not just choosing a new thought, <laughs> not just creating a new story. It is diving into it with some curiosity and learning it. But like I said, we are so good at telling stories that it can be difficult sometimes to recognize when we are believing a story to be a fact. So I'll share just a few statements with you that can sound like a fact, but are actually stories. My daughter hates me. 
My son is mad at me. I am overweight. I'm ugly. I'm not very smart. I can't do this job. I'm underqualified. I'm overqualified. This is too hard. I don't know. I'll never be able to do this. These things can feel so true and for a lot of different situations. Have any of you ever believed those things? I know that I have and I often find myself believing these things. But the reason why they are stories instead of facts is because we are missing some context. So let's look at the example of my daughter hates me. It would be a fact if it was, my daughter said the words, I hate you. That is a fact. But your daughter's actions and words, if, if she didn't say the words, I hate you, those are your interpretation, the story of it. How about, I'm overweight. When you look at, well, what would the fact be? The fact would be, how much do you weigh? Whether it be pounds or kilograms or whatever measurement you use. But saying that you're overweight is really dependent on a lot of things. In some culture, may that not be considered overweight? It's really your interpretation of what is overweight and determining that you are overweight. You really just get to decide. Now, this isn't to say that it's wrong or bad to have a certain thought, but it's important to recognize, how does this thought make me feel? When you have the thought, I'm ugly, does that make you feel good about yourself? <laughs> I've never met anyone who really likes to feel like they're ugly. And so even if you've got acne all over your face, this was a real thing. On my mission, my acne got so, so bad and it was painful. And even saying my acne got so, so bad is a story. I mean, I could count, I didn't. And so I can't for real do this. But if I could go and count, I have this many pimples and this one hurts. And like if I had a scale <laughs> to measure it on, like from one to 10, like this one hurts on a scale of seven, you know, I could do things like that. But anyways, the fact is I did have a lot. I did have zits on my face. I can't even say a lot. That's the story. I did have zits on my face and some of them were painful. And another fact was that I did wake up one night from one hurting, one zit hurting really badly. And so those are our facts. Those are the true things that happened. But then one of the, well, here are some of the stories I gave. Like, I can't be seen on Temple Square. One of the things that my mission president would say to us is that you, like, your job is to uplift the image of the church. And so that was another fact. That was a thing that he said. And he, my story was, like, I can't do that because, like, my face is so distracting for people where he wasn't saying, like, your physical appearance is the most important thing, right? It's in your conduct and everything. But I was just, like, I, I, I cannot 
be seen. Like I, I look ugly right now. My face is distracting for people. I can't be seen on the square and the square being temple square. And so really painful stories, (laughs) really unhelpful in the self-esteem and confidence department, right? But that's what I was really believing. And when we have those painful stories that are really true for us at the moment, I think it's so important to be compassionate. Imagine your best friend or your child coming to you with this experience, this story. Would you say, that's not true, suck it up? No. You would say, I'm so sorry that's happening and I'm here for you. I think you're beautiful, but I know right now you don't feel like you are right? You would just be really compassionate and really loving towards them. So in life coaching, I get to be that person who helps point out, hey, this is a story. Oh, I also want to mention like as a life coach, my job's not to be the one to be like, oh, I'm so sorry, (laughs) right? That's our friend's job. And I get to be a friend when I'm not life coaching. But as a life coach, my job is to say, hey, did you know that that's not a true thing? This is your story about it, okay? And so it's still done in a really loving way, which I love, right? To be able to point out something that someone is believing is true and help them see that that is a story can be really empowering. Um, And that little short story that I had made up for at the beginning, near the end of it, she was saying that there was no way out of it. She was stuck forever. And this is a true thing that people feel, right? It's not a fact, but it's a way that people often tell their story, that they are stuck somewhere, that there's no opportunity for it to change. And when you are able to see that that's not a fact, that it is a story, then you can start looking for the ways that there's a way out of it. Let's go back to the example of Joseph who was sold into Egypt who, of course, we know his his brother sold him. He was thrown in prison for not doing anything wrong, but because of the lies of Potiphar's wife. And he was left in prison for a long time because, oh, I'm going to forget, was it the butler or the baker who was not killed? (laughs) I forget, but whichever one was not killed did not tell Pharaoh about Joseph, right? And so, I don't know, maybe Joseph had days where he felt really discouraged. It doesn't talk about it in the Bible, but I can imagine that it would be really easy to slip into a story of God has forgotten me, people are terrible, nobody likes me, nobody cares about me, and I'm in prison and I cannot change it right? Really, really easy to get into that. But he must have kept some faith. And even if he did have those thoughts on some days and some moments, he probably also had thoughts like, I'm in God's hands. With God, anything is possible. If God needs me out of this prison, I will get out of this prison. People are good. God is good. 
even in the midst of being in prison and being sold by his brothers, he must have still been able to find those good stories that maybe at first glance feel really untrue. But we know ultimately those stories were true. And so think to your own life. Where are you telling the story that you are stuck or that you can't change or that you're not enough or that you don't know? What are the facts? What are you telling? What is the story around? And then as you look at those facts, try asking yourself, how might the opposite be true? Right? Whether it be dealing with a child or with job or your church calling or whatever it is, what also might be true? And you're able to start finding new stories that could also be true. And if you can't get there right now, that's okay. That is where I recommend coming for some coaching because that is a thing where it's important to be able to sit with these stories that we know aren't true and we know aren't helping us and being able to be curious about them and open up to them. There's always something that we can learn from them. So I think it's incredible that we are such good storytellers and it is exciting. It makes life more exciting talking in stories. And it's important to know what are the facts, what are the true things that are happening that have no room for interpretation. And then even when you recognize this is a story and it's what I'm believing right now, that's okay too. And you don't have to believe it for forever. That is what I have for you today. Start looking at your stories and finding what are the facts and separating them. And this is what my six-week transformation program is all about. It's about finding the stories that you have right now, what they are doing for you. And if you are really wanting to, to change that story up to make yourself happier, and feeling more love for yourself, you can get that 100%. I promise you, you have the ability to feel love for yourself, to feel love for others, to feel peace with situations, and to act in a way that you like, even when the story right now is that everything and everyone around you is making that impossible. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a beautiful week. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for joining me today. If you found this episode helpful or interesting in any way, I would love for you to share it with others. Rate it and leave a review. I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching for people just like you. If you want a coach who values and understands how important your faith is in dealing with your personal struggles, I would love to be your coach. You can sign up for a try it out session today at youarelimitless.ca. See you soon.